So coming up, spousal, mo- spice, spousal mourning. And spousal mourning apparently, well, let me not say apparently because there's research that's being conducted, violates women's rights to gender equality, uh, says University of the Western Cape Scholar. And the ancient old custom of spousal mourning, known as ukuzila in certain African cultures, does not really reflect the norms, the standards of gender equality, um, you know, enshrined in the South African constitution. And they feel, the university feels it should be abolished. But to have this conversation or to help us unpack this particular conversation, I've got our guest, Sibusiso Me Lingobani, legal scholar, uh, UWC, that's University of Cape Town, joining us online. Good morning and welcome to Jets at Breakfast. Good morning and good morning to your listeners. Thank you so much for making time. So, Ukuzila, I mean, the elders most probably are thinking, Bertha and Sbusisa, what are you talking about? Um, do you <laughs> think that it has become outdated because of the modern society? Um, let, let me start by uh, saying that Ukuzila generally uh, is practiced uh, widely uh, globally uh, but uh, specifically we looked at how this practice is uh, enforced towards women specifically black women in South Africa who are living under customary law so based on the empirical research and uh, that sort of uh, extracts experiences of women who have undergone this uh, widowed experience, um, we took it upon ourselves to look at the custom itself and uh, against the constitution, as, as, as you've put it, is it actually reflecting the values of uh, gender equality? So the, the, the conclusion there, looking at how it has been distorted over the years and its relevance uh, dissipating over the years, and we've discovered that actually it now has been used as a, a, a discriminatory weapon against black women uh, to oppress them and it violates the constitution okay so i mean you know we do know that other cultures like if you look into the indian culture they still hold their culture i don't know whether uh, they alter or they change now in this instance and like you 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 were you were you were so you're so right when you say it is done everywhere where uh, you know uh, when a black woman is is widowed you have to sit in a corner for the period of the morning and you mm, have to wear mm. your black clothes for what a year mm. Mm, and there mm. are certain expectations yes. you can't engage in certain things. I mean, yes. actually, I wanted to find out as well. Do men also maybe go through a process or they don't go through anything at all? That, that's, that's actually what uh, my research was looking at to say that there is that differentiation. Uh, simply put that in in. in in, in women are expected to do what you call the sitting, like you were saying at the corner there by on the mattress, and they are also expected to do the, the to wear the the black garment for a period of a year and also to do a, a series of uh, purifications or cleansing. But when it comes to uh, men or widowers, they are not 
expected to do that. In fact, there is a huge differentiation in how they are treated during this particular period. And that differentiation, it is the one that amounted to gender inequality. And if gender inequality rights is violated, then human dignity rights is going to be violated and, and freedom of, um, uh, of choice, like where you want to practice your own religion, you want to have opinion on how you want to practice your own culture, um, they are violated. So that differentiation that exists is the one that is causing this whole custom to actually be looked at as it violates uh, uh, women's rights. But certainly there is a huge difference uh, between how men practice Oguzila uh, versus how women are practicing it. Mm. And if we go back into history, what, do you, what was the reasoning behind it? Um, generally, there, there is a lot of uh, literature around it, but uh, the, the, the wearing, for an example, of a, a black garment, it was borrowed uh, because it was used to mark those particular widows whose husband have, have died in, in wars so that they can be provided with support and stuff. But uh, here in, in Africa, it does not originate here in Africa, and it does not have some sort of a, a, a basis as to why, you know, it, it is done uh, or why it was done. So because we took everything that was imposed on us from Europe, then we sort of uh, perpetuated this. And the perpetuation <laughs> is mainly because at a certain extent, this particular custom oppresses women or puts them in 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 sort of quote unquote in their place uh, in a way that there are some other entangling sort of um, issues such as inheritance issues property issues that are actually used that emanates from this particular custom for an example if you refuse to wear inzila, it's because, oh, well, you did not love your husband or you, you might have had a hand, you know, in dying of your husband, regardless of the cause of death. So the, 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 the whole why women have to wear inzila is really questionable and it does not have any relevance or justification as to why certain rights that are found under the constitution uh, must be limited. Mm. Talking to Sbusiso uh, Melingubani, and we're talking about uh, Ukuzila. Your opinion, maybe your view, what's your take on it? Um, should this uh, tradition be altered? And if so, maybe is there another way uh, you can give us a call or should I say, uh, you know, send your voice notes on 0614104107 or you can I, either maybe give us a call during this particular conversation on 0860002032. To be interesting to know, um, you know, the general take or this general view that is out there. But um, coming back to you, Spusiso, do you not think that mm. if we start calling it, basically we're saying it's a cake, um, it does not really fit into the modern society. Have you not been getting any backlash? <laughs> well, backlash is inevitable. But remember, this is not actually based on my opinion. This is based on, on the law. I was looking or backing this uh, uh, sort of uh, argument based on the law. First of all, 
we are looking at the supremacy of the constitution that governs everyone in South Africa. That's number one. Number two, we are looking at the historical uh, violation of women's rights in South Africa, particularly under customary law. Thirdly, we are looking at the changes in society because if a woman, for an example, a police woman, a doctor, a woman who is a doctor, uh, they don't actually wear a black garment for the whole year. They are, I think their 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 job description or not sorry, not their job description, but their careers they do not they cannot afford to be wearing inzila for the whole year. But it's those women who have uh, who are mainly in rural areas. Uh, whose socioeconomic uh, status is also um, not up to the 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 the, uh, the, the working class sort of um, uh, social uh, status and also uh, their educational level. So they are not aware of these particular rights that um, this particular custom actually now it's it does not make any sort of sense and it violates their rights. So the backlash is inevitable. But I want to say this: the backlash mainly comes from us as men because we benefit from this particular oppression of women. See, if you can sit with either your mother, if you can sit with uh, your wife, uh, your daughters, and ask, what is your opinion on wearing of the black garment for the whole year? You will start to realize that actually they have their opinion, but because of the society and how we sort of use culture as the way of living, then we have a problem. Mm. Being, uh, using the culture also, sorry, using the culture also, the culture rights is enshrined under the constitution, but it cannot be uh, practiced if it violates rights under the Bill of Rights. So we need to create that balance to say if the culture violates these rights, then it needs to be scrutinized and looked at whether it's really that relevant and why should it be sustained. Mm. But don't you think also maybe the elders, like people that really believe in culture, that believe in tradition, will also question the fact that uh, the constitution was penned by someone and then they will follow up that question and say, who penned the constitution? Is it somebody who's well versed with the culture and do they really understand how we do things and why we did what we did? Because then it, we can easily be asked or easily be put pinned in a corner to say, uh, is, it, is it somebody, is it a Western person or is it an African pers- person? I think let's just hold that thought for a second. Let's just take a small break mm. and then we'll be back and then maybe you can answer me there. The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. And I'm speaking to our guest this morning, that's Busiso Melingubani, legal scholar at University of the Western Cape. And we are basically unpacking Ukuzila. Is it still relevant? Has it become our cake? Should it be, you know, take completely altered? Or is there a way maybe of finding means and ways where we marry the modern society and our tradition without really ruffling feathers? But, you know, it's very difficult not to ruffle feathers. But coming back to my question, Spasisa, welcome back. Yes. I was asking. Um, Yes. Yes. Yes, Yes, you, you can refresh my memory. Yes. Yeah. I was asking about the constitution that 
Um, are mm. we not going to be pinned in a corner to say who penned the constitution? Is it someone from the Western world or is it an African person? And do they really understand totally and fully why we we practiced what we practiced and why we still want to practice it this way? All right. Okay. Um, the, 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 I think when we start question, in fact, that question came from a friend of mine when I was still in a proposal stage. Uh, and I asked him one question to say, if you are asking or questioning the constitution, then let us remove the constitution and let us all live like animals in the, in, in the forest, because then uh, we are uh, then uh, trying to be a society that does not believe in equality. Now, the, the, the constitution is trying by all means to ensure that equality exists across all boards. Uh, that's number one. Number two, we cannot pick and choose who the constitution must protect. If we are bringing issues uh, that are affecting women's well-being and that are affecting women's rights, we need to sit back and look at what is actually the issue here and not, and not question the, the who ordered these particular uh, 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 rights or who ordered this uh, constitution because now this is about uh, a certain group of women. No, we need to look at, is it relevant? And the question is, no, it's no longer relevant. Now, I need to say this. Uh, mourning, generally, you can mourn, you can grieve, you can do as long as it does not violate your right. Now, Uguzila specifically wearing of a black garment, where a woman is expected to wear black or green or whatever color, it invites a lot of um, uh, discrimination and stereotype that is attached to this particular wearing of a black garment. For an example, if a woman is wearing black, she is perceived as a harbinger of a dark cloud or as, as someone who can contaminate you if you sit next to her or if you eat uh, with her or if you uh, engage with her uh, in, in any way. So that is a sign that in this particular custom, then it means to, it meant to isolate women from the rest of the society at the time where they are needed. But that is a, a social argument. The argument that is backed by law is that discrimination of any kind against women, it must be looked at. And Pepuda, it says if any cultural practice or any religious practice or even the law that seek to violate women's rights, human rights, uh, dig human dignity rights, right to equality, it needs to be eradicated. That is why then this particular piece of work reached that conclusion to say this particular custom is doing exactly that. As a result, it must be eradicated. I wish to, to, to draw your attention to one of the, the articles that was written uh, three years ago. Mm, I think, I think we... at the time of, of, yes. of, of this stuff thing. And th this is where a woman was chased out of the village because she refused to wear Inzilo. And the villagers were accusing her that she is causing diseases in the village. Uh, she is uh, angering the ancestors and so on and so forth. So that is why then we are saying it must be abolished across boards.
Spusiso, we have to leave it at this point. But thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of reaction in terms of voice notes, <laughs> which is yes. actually fantastic because it means that we are having a valid conversation. Thank you so much and have yes. yourself a great weekend ahead. That's Spusiso Melingubani, legal scholar at uh, University of the Western Cape. And of course, we're talking about Ukuzila and some of the cultures or the traditions that come with it or the the actions that come with it, uh, why they need to be altered.